everybody welcome to the city girls pod and this is a show where we're looking at sex in the city episodes and we are in the middle of season four we're talking episodes seven through nine and uh i'm film critic rachel wagner and Jax is here hi rachel how hey, are everybody. you doing i am good uh carrie's back on her bs and <laughs> 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 and i am so excited to talk with you about it yeah it's it's interesting watching her with Aiden because it really makes you dislike her a lot more than I was like why why does she have to be so her the way she is I mean micromanaging him and not letting him in and I don't know just everything with Carrie and Aiden is tough it's tough because he is so great yeah, and as yeah. you said why does she have to be so her it's <laughs> like all the stuff about Carrie he does I don't want to say he brings out the worst in her because I realize that's unfair to say because I don't know if it's him but something about the way they interact brings out the worst in her and I actually like Carrie quite a lot but mm-hmm. not when she's with Aiden no I agree uh well the first episode we're gonna talk about is called time and punishment and this episode, we, the main thing is we have, uh, that Charlotte is quitting her gallery job and cause she's basically going to be like a lady of leisure, a stay at home mom. Uh, well, I mean, not a, and not a mom, but just stay at home person. And I do remember when my, uh, when my cousin got married, uh, she, she quit her job and, uh, she, because she, you know, wanted to start a family and everything like that. And I was kind of surprised that she didn't wait until, you know, she actually had a child, but she wanted, I think to have some time to kind of adjust to each sort of phase of life. And I guess they had the, the ability at the time to do that. Uh, and, uh, uh, it is something that sometimes people do. Yeah. And I think that, look, I, I'm so much of a feminist and I think that whatever is the right decision for a woman to make and what, I mean, there's a lot of privilege that comes with not being able to work. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I think that if that's a decision that you and your partner can make, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are things that you can do to make it a profitable, I guess, decision. Like if you were, now you're going to be cooking all of your, you you could be cooking all your meals. You could be things that, that when you're working, uh, you end up spending. Um, and obviously, I mean, that is really true when you're talking about childcare. Uh, but, uh, but even before there are some ways that you could m- make running the home, a, uh, a, uh, less expensive thing, if that makes sense. Oh, it, it makes complete sense. And even things like, as you're mentioning with saving money from cooking and even just other things, like all the errands and the things it takes to make a home go when, when you're by yourself, there's less of those things. But yeah. if you do have a partner, even before kids, and that stuff is your responsibility. Like, I, I don't, I don't think that it's just Charlotte making an irresponsible decision. I think what is so difficult 
is that we know how much she likes her job. And I yeah. think that yeah. is where the conflict comes in for me because I know plenty of friends of mine, men and women who would love not to work if they didn't have to, but Charlotte seems very passionate about her career. Yeah, that's true. Also the idea seems like it's coming from Trey more than it's coming from her. So mm. that's a concern. Absolutely. Yeah. I. What do you think about Carrie and this whole message uh, left on the phone from Big? What surprises me is that when Aiden says that, you know, she, that when Aiden says that he hates him and he hates that, you know, hearing that message, she's just, she's kind of like, well, he's part of my life. Sorry. And I feel like, especially at the beginning of a relationship, you wouldn't say that you would make, you would lie rather than say that. I think you're spot on. I also think that I really disagree with Carrie in this situation. If it had been, if, if the situation had been that he was either just a friend or even an ex-boyfriend, cause I'm, I'm friends with people that I've dated and I don't want them out of my life, but she had an ongoing affair with him. Yeah. yeah. I think that if you really want to make it work with Aiden, I think you can actually cut him out of your life and yeah. you probably should. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, maybe you'll occasionally run into each other at functions or something like that, but I don't feel like that is him in your life. You know, that's just like whatever stranger, basically. I, 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 I do not think it's an unreasonable request when he says, I hate that he calls here. I would never... And uh, why I want uh, you to never see him again. I don't think that's that unreasonable. No, it really, it really isn't. And I think that, you know, we saw a couple episodes ago, Carrie begging Aiden to get back together. I wonder if they would have actually talked about it at length beforehand and him saying, hey, I don't want you to see big. Would she have agreed to do that? If she wants to be with him so badly and she wants to help make amends for her past, I think that's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, we also have, when Charlotte tells everybody that she's quitting her job, um, Samantha says, you better be darn sure before getting off the Ferris wheel because the women waiting to get on are 22 perky and ruthless. And that, that is definitely a thing that, uh, that we worry about these days because so much of what, what we do is, is basically replaceable, you know, like not that many people have this unique job that nobody else can do or this unique set of skills that nobody else has. And so it, if you give up your job and this was something when I was miserable at my job, that was definitely something that I kind of considered because I didn't have anything else to fall back on. And I just thought, how can I quit this job where I benefits and everything like that? Um, and it was scary, but eventually I was just so miserable that I couldn't do it anymore. And so I had to, I had to do it, but I think that it's a fair concern that Samantha brings up. Yeah. And I feel like the way Samantha brings it up, at least to me, it didn't feel judgmental. It felt like measured and Mm -hmm. logical and smart. Miranda, on the other hand, I'm actually seeing more and more how judgy Miranda is. Yeah. I used to just think it was with Carrie, but then it's like she is with Charlotte, she is with Samantha, and she's getting under my skin in a way that I don't remember upon first watch. Yeah, that's true. 
Uh, and, and Charlotte says, you think I'm one of those women, one of those like silly women. And then she says, I choose my choice. The women's movement is about choice. As you said, the way she kept repeating, I choose my choice was I choose my choice. (laughs) The only thing I didn't like about Charlotte's reaction to that was I thought she was completely justified in being upset with Miranda, but then she sort of holds her hostage on the phone while Miranda is trying to get ready for work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think about this whole thing with Miranda and uh, Carrie sending Aiden to help her with her, with her neck? Okay. I have, I have two things to say about this that might seem contradictory, but go with me. Um, Carrie had a meeting with her editor and Miranda calls her last minute you know, Carrie's job is such that a lot of times she can be a, a very free and available friend, but I feel like when she's got a meeting, she's got a meeting. She didn't blow Miranda off. She sent Aiden. That didn't bother me. However, what I thought was problematic, which is another thing Miranda didn't like, is the bagels that were literally just so that Carrie could yammer on about herself, which I thought is was yeah. typical Carrie Bradshaw. What did you think of that whole situation. That's true about the bagels. I actually think that it makes more sense to send Aiden. I mean, it's not, Carrie couldn't lift Miranda like that and, and help, uh, help her like that. I mean, it might've been nice, I guess, for Carrie to have given her a heads up and been like, Hey, Aiden's coming instead of me. Um, but I, I actually think, yeah, it makes more sense. It would have been nice if both of them could have come, Carrie and Aiden, um, but it was a pretty great moment for Aiden. This is a very iconic moment in the show. It really is. And look, it's funny and embarrassing for Miranda to be there naked. I mean, it just yeah. makes yeah. for a really hilarious moment. <laughs> I mean, I can actually relate to this a little bit because uh, when I was visiting my parents, this was in 2014, I uh, slipped on a bathroom floor at my hotel and I tore my ACL in my, <laughs> my knee. So I couldn't move. I mean, luckily I had my clothes from when I had sh- before showered right next so I could put them on. So people weren't helping me naked. At least that would have been incredibly embarrassing, but, um, uh, but yeah, I, <laughs> When you say you could put them on, like, did you just drape them over yourself or were you actually able to move? I was able to, to, to put them on. I think it was actually a dress. So that made it easier. Yeah. Cause I was picturing like (laughs) pants and a shirt. That's better. But it was, uh, it was a mess (laughs) trying to get, I had to get down to the, get, get to the hospital and, and, uh, you know, my dad ended up coming to help me and it, it was, it wasn't a pretty scene, but, uh, but yeah, I think that Aiden was the right call here and he's that's just so nice. Though. By the way, I'm glad you're okay. Cause that's a really terrifying moment to slip in the bathroom. Well, it ended up being a really great thing in my life because, uh, I had, uh, I ended up having all this time to where I couldn't really move that much. <laughs> and so I decided to start a blog where I was reviewing the Disney canon tried it. Cause that's something I'd always wanted to do, but I never had time. Uh, and that ended up, I ended up really enjoying it. And so I started reviewing more than just the Disney movies. And then I started my YouTube channel and then I started everything kind of, uh, it was 
turning a negative into a positive that, that just became my, my life would be so different now, which is really funny. That's really beautiful. And when you look in and think like, oh, that little slip in the bathroom, actually, (laughs) it was like one of the greatest blessings in your life. Yeah, it really, it's true. It's true. But, uh, we, what do you think about Aiden though, flirting with this bartender or lady? Rachel, I felt this so hard. Like I can imagine that if I was in Aiden's position, I'm not going to lie. I would do exactly what he was doing because what I thought was interesting is that it wasn't like, oh, I got caught. And now I'm going to try and be like, oh, he kept flirting in front of Carrie. Yeah. I think he wants to be like, look at me. I can do it too. Yeah. How does this make you feel? What would it, and I don't know, is it crossing a line? Is it inappropriate? Yes, maybe. I don't know. This whole situation is pretty screwed up. Yeah, I agree. I felt like he definitely knew what he was doing and he knew that it was going to make her feel badly. Uh, But then again, when she's all saying, well, he's in my life and I'm not going to change, then kind of made me feel more justified for his behavior. Can I just say, I I know we'll probably touch on the fashion later, but the outfit that she walks into the bar with, with the little hat on and the way she walks with that. (laughs) Why was she looking like a golfer in this? (laughs) She was ready to go to the British Open or something. (laughs) I couldn't. I couldn't with her. This is like one of those moments where I was like, I really wish Rachel was sitting next to me right now because I was dying laughing. Thank goodness she took her hat off because I couldn't even concentrate. And to me, it had the same cringe feel as when she did the whole ooh la la with the beret and the McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes Carrie is just so peak Carrie. I think she wears one of those hats in another one of these episodes too. So it must have been a thing. It was like, you look like you're about to join the Newsies. Like what? (laughs) We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor of the podcast. From Jenny Martz, the USA Today bestselling author of award-winning books filled with love, laughter, and always a happily ever after comes a sweet, funny, and heartfelt Western romance that will have you swooning. Jenny Martz's Cowboy Ever After is a fish-out-of-water, grumpy, sunshine romance that follows a shy author from the city, her jaded cowboy host, and their journey to trust and love again over a week together on a ranch in Montana. The perfect romance for your summer reading list, Publishers Weekly calls Cowboy Ever After a sweet tale that will have readers eager to return to this picture-perfect Montana town. Available now on Amazon and in stores at Barnes & Noble and select bookstores. For more information about Cowboy Ever After and other titles by Jenny Martz, visit www.jennymartz.com. That's www.jennymartz.com. Or use the affiliate link in the description section below. <laughs> but, but I, I have to say, I do defend Carrie a little bit with this whole bagel thing because the thing about it is like, what are you really going to talk about when it comes to Miranda's injury? Like how much can you really say? Like, yes, maybe she should have been like, sorry about, you know, Aiden, but he was the best choice for the, for the situation or whatever. But like an injury, I don't know. There's just not that much to talk about where she's got this like big thing that like needs analysis. There's no analysis about like you're hurt. Okay. What are we going to talk about? Actually, 
That is a good point in the sense <laughs> that like, I think that I do, I think I'm just so, I'm so primed always to be angry at Carrie for being self-centered. Yeah. And in most instances, she really is. But I think that you're right. What are they going to, what are they going to um, analyze about her injury? Yeah. I do think it's really annoying that Miranda is like, well, where's the cream cheese? Girl, like <laughs> she got you the good bagels. Be grateful. Well, I mean, you don't want a dry bagel though. That's true. I mean, you at least want to have some butter or something. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Actually, I mean, anything. I mean, I like my bagels just filled with like a strawberry or blueberry oh, cream oh. cheese. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you like on your bagel? Um, well, I do like the, to get one of the Asiago cheese bagels and then put, uh, the sundry tomato or veggie, one of those like a savory kind of hearty, bagels. but if I'm going sweet, I do like the cinnamon raisin bagel with, um, honey almond. That's oh, good. I've had one oh, like that at Panera. That's like with the, all the like sugar on the top I mean it's basically mm -hmm. like I'm eating a cake but that's fine right <laughs> um we also have Samantha she uh ends up with the taxi stealer guy <laughs> takes her taxi. I thought that was a really it was cute adorable meet cute uh, I really really love that um I remember I mean it didn't turn into anything but I remember one time um, I was in, I was leaving a show that I was doing. And it was pouring rain. And um, I was like standing there and I guess I was looking all like sad or forlorn or something. And some guy got out of a taxi so that I could have his taxi. And I was always like, oh, we, like this would be like a really great meet cute. Nothing happened, but because, wherever it is. Yeah. People don't understand how hard it is to get a, a cab in New York. I mean, because in the movies, they just show, raise your hand. Oh, there it is. And that never, like, hardly ever happens. No, it doesn't. You got to work for it. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, it's yeah, not I, <laughs> I mean, I don't even try anymore. I just get, I just do Uber instead. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to get a, to get a cab. I mean, sometimes they just have, there'll be some that are just like right outside your hotel, which is nice. Uh, that's convenient, but, or sometimes the, the doorman will help you maybe get a, get a cab, but, uh, it's not easy. So I can understand why Samantha was irritated. And you know what, as the two of them are both New Yorkers, they know the rules. He completely upstreamed her and that's not cool. Mm -hmm. That's true. Well, it's so Carrie asked the question, can you, uh, can you forgive if you can't forget? And this, I've thought about this a lot, just in my own sort of religious um, quest, I guess. I've thought about this because I, I think it's not actually a good idea to forget because then we won't have learned anything. We won't have grown as a person if we've really like forgotten it. What I think you can do is you can forget the pain and have it not be so overwhelming. And I mean, I've never had anything like big to, uh, I've never had anything major to forgive. Like, you know, I've been grateful. I have never been abused or anything, you know, horrible like that, but I've had, you know, my own pains, just little things that I've had to, you know, forgive and get over. And, and 
I, I think that what would happen a lot of times for me is that I felt like I had to forget and then something would happen that would bring it back that we'd have, maybe I'd have a quarrel with the person or whatever, something would happen. And I would feel like the whole wound was exposed mm-hmm. again. And I had to go through the whole process from one all the way through, you know, again, and it was exhausting. And once I realized that forgiveness is an everyday process, it's never going to be done. I'm always going to be kind of, again, you, you can forget the pain, but that process is always going to be kind of a part of your life. And that's going to be part of who you are. Then that wound wasn't exhumed every time it was just, okay, this is part of it. Let's move, let's do this. And I, that's how it's worked for me. Um, I think the idea that you forget is just like truly forget is, um, is not very helpful. I feel like, you know, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately and what you just said is very moving to me because I think I've been thinking of forgiveness as this like final thing, right? Like, oh, you for- yeah. you forgive and then it's done. But I think just the way we think about loving someone, like loving someone is an active thing. And from w- what you're saying now, which is sort of blowing my mind here on City Girl Thought, <laughs> is that, oh, I didn't expect this today, um, is that forgiveness is also an ongoing loving acts that we do like self-love and for other people. And I really agree with you about the forgetting. I also like you am very lucky in terms of things that have happened to me, but I have had a few things where I think that if I were to forget them, that would just be me not learning anything and opening myself up to a world of hurt where I can forgive, but I can do my best to make sure that I protect myself in the future without yeah. being closed off. Yeah. Cause forgiving others doesn't mean you should be a doormat and, you know, and just be, <laughs> you know, fun all the time. I, uh, that, uh, it should, I think in theory, make you a stronger person, not a, you know, like a weaker, uh, weaker person. Uh, if you can manage to Forgive because you're saying to that person, I am not going to allow you to control my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you have you ever heard of the book, The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom? Oh. Very good book. Um, it's 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 sad. It's a tough read. It's about a, a Christian woman who um, was sent to one of the um, Holocaust camps because she had Jewish people in her house. And it's devastating in a lot of ways but there's an incredibly moving uh story at the uh, towards the end of the book where she uh she's been giving she's been going around and giving all these speeches about forgiveness and love and and christ-like love and and everything and particularly about her sister who um, died in the camps and um anyway uh she she ends up at one of these after her speeches one of the guards from the camp is there and he asks her if he, if she could forgive him. And it's, it's a very, it's, I wish I, I had it out, but it's very moving. Um, she talks about how literally she felt like God took her hand and thrust it forward. Like it wasn't something she could do on her own. It wasn't. Yeah. 
transition even. Yeah, yeah. she, she, uh, and I don't know, it's very, it's very moving, very good book. I, I really recommend it, but um, uh, it's one of those books that's, yes, it's very sad, but it's also very inspirational. Um, and uh, uh, there's a, a great sequence where, cause her sister is just incredible. And uh, at the camps, her sister uh, is saying her prayers and she thanks God for the fleas. And Corey's just like, what? I, I, that's, that's too far. But then she realizes that uh, it was because of the, the fleas that the guards didn't go into their uh, unit uh and because uh so that they could they could they had a bible that they smuggled in so they were able to read uh because of the fleas and her sister saw that anyway it's her just, sister was able to see that and yeah. can, that's beautiful that you can think that way and have gratitude for something like that because you connect it with something yeah. that's so much bigger than yourself yeah so it's a really really good book i i, I very much recommend it so Anyway, but you know, when you're talking about forgiving and forgetting, cause like, obviously that's like the most extreme or Corey's situation is the most extreme you could have, but she wasn't going to let this person control her life. Yeah. You know? And when you think about it, like we have no control over the choices of others. We only have control over ourselves. And sometimes we need to have help from well, you know, I believe in, you know, in Jesus that he, he will help us to be able to do what is almost impossible, but, uh, but, you know, whatever you believe in, whatever people believe in that you need more than just yourself. Sometimes these situations can take time to forgive. It can be very painful. It can be very difficult. And I just, I just don't think that you can forget. And I don't think you should. Yeah. I, I think that that is something that is, is so important that I think some of us say like, I wish I could forget. I wish I could forget, but maybe it is another blessing that we don't and we can't. Hmm. Yeah. But I did totally relate to Miranda watching uh, the joy of cooking and not working <laughs> because if you were to ask my tenants who live down, live in my I have basement tenants, they would think, uh, they'll tell you that I'm like obsessed with the Food Network. I, it is my chill thing to watch. Like if I'm eating dinner or whatever, you know, like if I don't want to have to deal with like a plot, you know. <laughs> it's I feel like for you, that's probably a really good thing because you analyze content for your job and I doubt that yeah. you're analyzing the Food Network. Yeah. Maybe you are, but. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just my, my relaxation. Um, that, and I guess survivor, I don't really cover that on the show. Rachel, I love gosh, we should though. Cause I'm obsessed. You are. Yes, I, didn't I, didn't know this. Oh, I didn't, I, I feel like we knew a lot of each other's obsessions, but yes, I love, I love, love, yeah, love the it. whole reason that we started the, uh, started Hallmarkies podcast was kind of related to survivor because my original co-host Amber, she yeah she she and I were both part of Rob has a podcast which is a, a podcast about survivor and and rather reality TV we were patrons of Rob's I still am to this day he's great he's my mentor when it comes to, or my hero when it comes to podcasting but anyway and uh, we became friends through that and I had put on my Facebook anyone who want to cover and with an e 
and Amber responded and uh, we hated it. And then we started talking about Hallmark movies, but our, our initial connection was about, was about Survivor. Yeah, I love Survivor. Oh, we will have things to talk about. <laughs> I would love to be on the island with you and have a secret. Oh alarm. my gosh, that would be so, I would be terrible at Survivor because I just get too emotional and I get too attached to people uh, very quickly. Like I will have a bond even just after one conversation. So it's, it's very, it would be very tough for me to play cutthroat. And like, I think I would actually be pretty good at the challenges, the, the water ones in particular, swimming ones, but, um, uh, at least I would be better than people might think. Uh, and, uh, I, I, I'm pretty good at puzzles. So, but, uh, I think the emotional part of it would be really hard for me. I think that we could combine our forces then because I will tell you, I will not be good at the water challenges. I will not be good at the puzzles. I could do endurance challenges, yeah. like my arm up, do all that. And I think that like I could, I definitely, and this is what I think about you too. I think our emotional bonds with people could actually be our best asset in Survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know what, if they, <laughs> I've said this for a long time, but if they ever do a duos, season we should apply well, we totally because <laughs> wouldn't it be good wouldn't that be interesting if you had 10 duos on the island and it, you could only vote off the the duos at least at the start instead of tribes you would have these duos wouldn't that be, i think that would be really interesting that's kind of like i mean not really because it was different but did you watch blood versus water yeah. Season. Yeah. yeah. That was it's, kind of like that. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but not quite because they weren't actually being voted off as duos, but if they did that, Rachel survivor, we're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Anyway, uh, poor, we can all feel sorry for poor Pete though. In the, this episode, a little, and there's a, don't take your anger out on Pete. <laughs> I mean, I like the way Aiden's like, yeah, you're not so great at walking dogs. It's like, yeah, Carrie, stay away from that darn dog. <laughs> well, I'm sure. I mean, and uh, Samantha's like, what is this dog? <laughs> What's going on? Happening. <laughs> because you have to get kind of used to other people's dogs. At least I do. The, yeah, the- a dog's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. And Carrie's not great at it. Yeah. Well, I just think anybody, it takes a while to kind of get used to, especially walking a dog is not an easy task, especially a, a what's that like a terrier or something? Those yeah. are pretty bump, jumpy dogs. Those aren't like super chill dogs. And Carrie does not have the proper footwear ever to yeah, walk a that's dog. That's true. <laughs> uh, so we, we end with Charlotte saying she wants to prove Miranda wrong and Miranda saying she wants to prove Charlotte wrong. So that's kind of, a, that's a fun dynamic between the two of them. Yeah, it is cute. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. 
And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. The next episode is called My Motherboard Myself. And this episode is definitely peak annoying Carrie. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think this is a whole series of peak annoying Carrie, but I will agree that it, the, the peak of the peak is here. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I get it that it is very stressful when you're having technical problems and on your computer. And usually the people helping have no idea what's going on. And you're just like, ah. I understand that, but like her, her behavior was just so entitled and irritating. And, and especially when he buys her a whole new laptop, I mean, that's a lot of money. Those are not cheap. So the part that I related to Carrie, and this is something about myself that I, that I don't like, but I could empathize with her. Mm-hmm. I've had little tech crashes happen where I have snapped at Alex when he's trying to help me. It's very in the moment and it's, I apologize profusely after. I kind of related to when that happened with Carrie, but as you're saying, when he buys her the computer, that's when the real entitlement and peak annoying Carrie came in for me. Yeah. Because she should be touched, but instead she's like affronted that he would buy her a computer that's blue with the handle it's like girl like say thank you to your boyfriend and move on yeah a mac no less i mean those are expensive very very expensive but i did laugh at the beginning when we get the uh george foreman grill shout out but i don't think that fajitas would be very good on the foreman grill i, I don't either i've only made, like <laughs> they would, like slip on. and move you yeah. want something solid <laughs> Who's making fajitas <laughs> on George Foreman Grill? <laughs> but it definitely brought me back to like 2001. <laughs> George Foreman Grill. Oh my gosh. I, I, my two, two of my classmates in grad school constantly cooked in their George Foreman and their third roommate hated it because he was a vegetarian and they were co- like constantly cooking burgers. And he was like, it always smells <laughs> like a George Foreman <laughs> grill in here. But no, it definitely, I didn't get the fajita part of it, but I thought it was yeah. cute that Aiden was cooking well, in her kitchen. One of the best episodes of The Office is what is called The Injury when, when Michael, he, uh, he sets out uh, the, his George Foreman grill to have bacon in the morning or something and he steps on it and he ends up like <laughs> grilling his foot and, and then he... he he covers it with bubble wrap and he's like and then later on he tries to he tries to claim a disability (laughs) and there's a lady in like a wheelchair at the office and he's like we we really relate to each other she's like what he's in a pod here same thing same kind of thing it's it's a classic i highly recommend it it's it's very funny but (laughs) He's like, I like bacon, so sue me. (laughs) 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 But uh, evidently, 
uh carrie is is a mac aiden has uh is a pc and so are they not compatible is what they say which i kind of think is probably true and why on earth carrie would not make a backup of her work like i mean we've all had those moments where we don't make a backup and it's you know super face palm but like to regularly not make a backup like to have that be your rule of thumb probably not smart if you're working from home and you're a columnist i mean that's her bread and butter like it, it is pretty bonkers yeah and yeah again yeah. she didn't know about email until a few episodes ago so <laughs> that's where we're at that's true yes uh, <laughs> uh so miranda's mom has had a heart attack um and her sister miranda's sister have we met her before i don't think so yeah i don't think so she was something else she was difficult uh and uh her mother ends up passing away and uh it's a tough situation because they you know said go go home she's doing okay and then by the time they uh when they got back uh, she had she died and uh, so she, you know she has all this guilt uh and frustration and and it's tough it's very tough i just have to say how incredible Cynthia Nixon is in this episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm getting emotional thinking about just the journey that she takes us on and like the vulnerability, but then also the anger and the frustration and everything. I just think she is so spot on uh, throughout this. It's like an Emmy winning mm -hmm. performance. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, she goes to get a dress because she didn't pack any bereavement clothes. She goes to get a black dress and the lady at the store says, no, you're not a 36B, which feels accurate. I, that feels, <laughs> doesn't feel like what's in the, um, and uh, says, no, you're a 34B. And, uh, and she is kind of, they're arguing and she says, uh, Miranda says, I just realized I'm never going to have an argument with my mother again. That was very good. That was very that, that hit. And then when the sales lady just gave her a hug, um, I will say that although Carrie is peak annoying this episode with Aiden, I did feel like she had a real empathy for Miranda and the whole, I will come when you need, when you need me to bring yeah. you. It wasn't just, I think sometimes with Carrie, I would expect sort of a, not a fake sympathy or empathy, but just like, oh, I'm so sorry. But it was like, I'm coming. What can I bring? What can I do? And I'm here for you emotionally. What do you need? Yeah, she didn't turn it into anything about herself. She didn't say like, oh, this is such a pain for me or for my schedule or, you know, anything like that. She was just thinking about, uh, about Miranda. And I do kind of wish that she had, she hadn't behaved the way she did with Aiden uh, and, not telling him about the funeral and you know like he's gotten close to miranda at this point he would want to be sure supportive has. yeah After i mean last episode. Marrying her yeah <laughs> uh, but uh that that was frustrating uh, and aiden says how do i get into there your heart that was hard Again, it's it's Carrie back on her BS. She's pushing him away. She's pushing him away. I I don't know why she does this to Aiden, but it's so hard to watch. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, we also have Charlotte who is uh, ovulating or, or calculating her uh, when she's ovulating and uh, decorating the apartment, redecorating the apartment. And she's become a bona fide dimmer expert. <laughs> she sure has. Yes. And you know what? That's time consuming. It, it really is. I mean, uh, it's it's especially hard, I think, uh, when couples have tried to decorate anything. At least my parents. It's a nightmare. Because my parents have totally different design aesthetic, aesthetics. They totally like different things. I swear they spent over a year one time looking at wallpaper samples. <laughs> And I don't know why my dad didn't just be like, cool. you're going to win in the end. Just do, do what Go you like. It. Who cares? I mean, that's, I guess that's my, like, I just don't care enough. I know what I like, but like, I, I'm just the kind of person I just want to make the decision. I hate the back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I would just feel just it'll be fine. I don't care. <laughs> like that, that would be my attitude, but no, my parents talked about this stupid wallpaper forever. Well, then did your mom win? Your mom yes, won. Of course she did. And you knew that the writing was on the wall there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in her defense, she's the homemaker. She's there all, you know, like she's, she's the look at it the most. Yeah. <laughs> but and it, it looked great. It was really nice wallpaper, but yeah, I mean, I've seen my parents do it a million times, whether it's like looking at paint samples for days and days and days. And that's just not who I am as a human. When, when I, uh, when I picked out stuff for my apartment, I had, I had just had surgery on my eye. And so my mom was in town helping me. And, uh, and, uh, so we went in and, and I was just kind of like, okay, I like that. 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 She's like, are you sure you don't want to think it over? I'm like, no, no, I do not want to think it over. I'm the same way. Like I don't need a lot of time to pick out clothes. And I mean, I you think it would be harder if it's you and Alex trying to pick something out versus if you just got to pick whatever you want. Let me tell you, Rachel, something out it's Alex picking it out and I'm like that's great I love it I, I, he just has a better eye for design and it's very rare that I won't like something that he likes and if I do I try and say it in a gentle way but basically he's really into it and it's kind of a little bit of what a traditional gender would gender situation would be like because he really is the one who cares about I keep the house clean uh -huh. But he definitely is the one that is like, and this would look nice there. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> That's good. That's healthy, I think. Yeah, so you and I are compatible in the sense that both of us are just like, whatever. <laughs> uh -huh. We also have Charlotte kind of looking out for Samantha, uh, that and making sure she says appropriate things at the funeral. <laughs> And I, she, says, she says, that's not one of the things I told you to say. <laughs> Samantha says to Miranda, you look great. <laughs> I have to say, I appreciated Charlotte. She's doing everything that she can and that she knows how to be helpful in this situation. But a lot of that is like about her own control issues. And I actually thought Samantha saying like, you look great was a very Samantha thing. And also it's like, you know what? She showed up. 
you don't always know the right thing to say. Probably what mm-hmm. you say won't be the right thing, but at least you were there for Rachel. What did you think of those flowers? They were so bad. It looked like they were, she had like won this Kentucky Derby or something. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> they were not tasteful. No, not I tasteful. understand Charlotte. And, and I, the, so the, the pastor, the, the priest or whatever, it keeps saying John and his wife, Miranda, referring Miranda and John. And that's frustrating. I kind of reminded me of when my cousin passed away. I don't know if she just hadn't been to the church that they had the funeral at, or maybe not been very much. I don't know, but he kept pronouncing her name wrong. And I, her name is Raquel and they kept pronouncing it. I'm trying to remember it was Ra. It was uh, Rochelle, I think is what he said. Something like that. He kept pronouncing it wrong. And I'm like, how bad are you at your job? If like, you can't take a second to make sure you're pronouncing the person at the funeral's name correctly. I mean. Yeah, that's like the big one. Yeah. Like that is the biggie. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and like her little boy was like, why does he keep saying that? Why does he keep saying that? <laughs> Did your, was your family able to find humor in it or was it pretty devastating? Well, I mean, I think it was just kind of annoying, Yeah, you know, that it was just rude. But, uh, but I, sometimes people can, you know, make mistakes. It felt believable to me because, because of that experience. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I've never had anything that egregious as like the person's name being mispronounced, but I have had family members' names be mispronounced and you're just like, oh, this is weird. Let's just, but I think what's harder is that for you, it's like they kept repeating it because it was her funeral. Like Mm -hmm. if if it's one mistake, you can kind of just be like, okay, I didn't hear that or just breeze through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Carrie says there's the kind of support that you have to ask for and then there's the kind of support that just shows up. And the Aiden is, is one who shows up. When I saw Aiden and Steve there, and then I saw Miranda's face when she saw Steve, oh, I started crying a little bit because I just thought it was, again, you and I are team Steve. We'll, we'll scream it from the rooftops, justice <laughs> for Steve. And maybe, and just like that, season two will help us out with that. Yeah. When I was trying to remember, do you remember in And Just Like That, the who the I swear they went to the same church for a funeral but I couldn't remember who the funeral was for I mean obviously they had Big's funeral but that was not there there. but you're right whose funeral it was a funeral that I swear was in the same church and just like that okay if people are listening and you know (laughs) let us know yeah somebody's mother or father or something yeah Cause it did look familiar to me. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I guess we forgot for the first episode to do a one to 10. What, oh. uh, so let's do for both of these. What do you think? Ew, that's tough. I, I really like season four. I'm enjoying season four. I'm going to, uh, it's hard when Carrie is so annoying, but I think these are really good episodes. So I'm going to go ahead and give both of them an eight. Yeah. I think that's good. I do want to say, I thought, I hated Samantha's dress at the funeral. I thought it was so not my favorite. It was like halter top and this, the bare shoulders and then a deep V. Just, I didn't like it. I was 
surprised that both Carrie and Samantha were showing so much cleavage. Now, yeah. let me say, I'm a fan of cleavage. Like, I love looking at it. Women are beautiful. Yeah. I think at a funeral, though, I, I dress pretty conservatively. And I think that it's just kind of nice not to be distracting, whether it's with bright colors or cleavage or something sexy. I don't know. Sorry if that makes me sound judgmental or prudish. I just think maybe not for a funeral. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. And I mean, because you just don't want the attention shouldn't be on you. The attention should be on the the family and the deceased. Uh, And so that's why I would say we also have uh, Samantha with the wrestler, wrestler coach guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The uh but uh but yeah i I agree and eight i think is a good one all right our last episode is sex and the country and uh, this is manhattan is the center of the civilized world uh so that some some new york uh citizens want to become uncivilized with their country homes and i don't know this one is really funny i think this is a, a pretty iconic episode but on the other hand i'm like it's not even camping. They're like at a house. Oh, I know. Like if it was camping, I'm totally with Carrie. I'm not about that at all, but they were acting like they, she was acting like they were roughing it just because they don't have air conditioning. I'm like, come. <laughs> yeah. And when she's talking about cooking meals, it's like, girl, you can just drive and get your strawberry shake, which I'm a fan of. Uh-huh. I love strawberry shakes. I love French fries, <laughs> you know, great. But it is not that yeah. bad. It, it reminds me of a, yeah, I love in the in parent trap. She's like, get me out of this stinking fresh air. <laughs> this might movie. be somebody's idea of fun, but it's not mine. <laughs> but again, that was actual camping. This is like a cabin. I mean, it really, it's not roughing it, Carrie. <laughs> no, and I feel like it's also very... I think it is even Manhattan bougie to have a country house. Like, I don't think that like, it's even anything yeah. that she, that's not typical of someone who is in that income bracket. I did love her thing when she was talking about, Aiden was talking about the squirrels and she's like, a, a squirrel is like a rat just in a cuter outfit. Yeah, I wrote that down too. <laughs> she says, you can be friends with a squirrel. <laughs> It's uh, sweet how was trying to feed it. But I found out that Suffern, New York is a real place. Suffern, oh. New York. Yeah. Um, it's uh, incorporated in 1796 uh, in, uh, this is, it's 31 miles northwest of Manhattan. Uh, population 10,723. That's not far at all. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's real carry 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 you can have your own suffering va- vacation if you want I, Jax. I, I mean now i'm curious <laughs> carrie's not selling it though yeah that carrie is a hick town hostage <laughs> she says we're in our little outfits i love that we carry all always prances around in a costume that's on theme but i was kind of shocked that it's one thing to not enjoy the 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 cabin, but it's another thing to leave and go and have dinner with Big. That was bizarre to me. How could she possibly think that that was like a good choice? This is 
a huge eye roll moment for Carrie. Number one, why are you leaving? Yeah. Number two, if you really were like, I need a night out in this city with my girls. I mean, you do that all the time, but fine, whatever. But to go into the city and have a dinner with Big where you get jealous when he's talking about another woman, I was just like, Carrie, again, stop this. Stop yeah. this nonsense. It was crazy. I, uh, and she had that bizarre outfit on with the green skirt with the bunny tail. Yeah. It was so weird. Is that some like take on the, you know, like Playboy bunny look, except for you don't have the bunny ears. It must be, but I, I could do without. <laughs> really bizarre. I'm like, what is she wearing? But what? the, the main, I mean, all the stuff with Carrie, like trying to make cake and like, just, she's just a mess in, in the kitchen. But, uh, but all of that was fun, enjoyable. Um, what did you think though, about Miranda and Steve in this episode? I, I was actually really enjoying this because I loved that Miranda, you know, we find out that Steve has testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. Miranda wants to do everything she can to help. And then she realized that she oversteps and that she was a little bit like rude, not letting him talk about his feelings. But he ends up being really grateful for that because he gets a doctor that can really help him. And I think yeah, in this yeah. moment, we see just how deeply connected they still are and have always been, even though they have their ups and downs. What, yeah, what did you yeah. think about it? Yeah, I mean, because it is true that testicular cancer is very, very curable and very treatable. A uh, very small chance of it being lethal. That almost never happens. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't also be vigilant about making sure you get the proper care and the proper treatment. And I think it's sometimes hard for men uh, to be real bullish about that and, you know, make sure. And uh, I'm a big Fran Drescher fan, you know, and, and uh, she, when she got ovarian cancer, uh, she had a, uh, doctor after doctor after doctor tell her oh it's nothing it's just like period cramping whatever and she just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until finally got diagnosed and you figure if like someone that's like a a low-level celebrity like you think someone like that would be able to get like quality health care right uh and and you know like if if she has to fight for it imagine all the more that the rest of us have to, uh, to be heard. And, and I think it's even more so when you're talking about men. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that because Steve maybe doesn't have access to the best health care, I think Miranda yeah. talking to people that she knows are in an income bracket where they do and have been through this, I think it, it's, it's really shows how much she really cares about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Miranda invites him over for tea and uh, for over for tea and sympathy. No, watch kung fu. Uh, but uh, he has the doctor, and sometimes, sometimes, uh, an, a night of relaxation like that is just what you need to to help in your kind of healing and to to help with the emotional side of when you're getting treatment. 
Yeah, I mean, I just want these two to kiss again. I know, really. I think it's coming soon because because Brady's not far off. He's, right. He's, he's coming. Brady's <laughs> on his way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, and then we have Miranda's there in the hospital uh, after he has his surgery. And uh, that is really sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we also have Charlotte going over to Trey's and Bunny is there with him in the bath. And she's just like, what? <laughs> I mean, we all saw this coming. Mm-hmm. There's such an ick factor of Bunny and Trey's relationship that is oh, just physically like, I, I get nauseous thinking about it. Yeah. It's just, it's just awkward. And the fact that he doesn't see it as being at least unusual is very weird. I think that's a great point too. And that there's not almost this like recognition of, Hey, no, it's a little weird, but that's there. He's not self-aware. Right. Right. Yeah. He's not, he's not. Um, the other thing, uh, going back to Carrie and her baking is what kind of apple pie is she making? She, she's, she's baked the crust, a bottom crust. And it, it looked like it was like a graham cracker or something. I'm like, who makes that for an apple pie? And, and would you not have a top crust on top? I think she, it's like, she's making a key lime, but she's not. It's like, but she's got with apples, pie, but with apples, <laughs> like, she's got to stick to those McDonald's apple pies, yeah. which are she, delicious. They are. And they're not as good now that they're baked, but they're still pretty good. Oh, I don't think I've had one since they're baked. Ew, yeah. Really? yeah. Now they're baked instead of fried, which I get it healthier i guess but i mean when i'm eating a uh, mcdonald's apple pie i'm not really like super health conscious in that choice you know <laughs> it'd be helpful to have an apple like we're okay but when we want an apple pie i'm going right. to fry it <laughs> but i do think that is one of the better mcdonald's items is that oh, pie? that in their fries yeah oh yeah yeah agreed and the ice cream cones. Those are probably the three best things. Yeah. I'm surprised they have such good ice cream because you know, a lot of places have ice milk instead of ice cream. Yeah. They don't. Oh, yeah. that's sponsored by McDonald's, but Hey, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the McDonald's ice cream cone is much better than, than certainly better than Burger King, better than Chick-fil-A. And the only one I would say maybe I like better is the ice cream at Wendy's because the Frosties are so delicious, but I, okay, I agree the Frosties are delicious, but I think that Wendy's is like known for Frosties yeah. and McDonald's is as much known That's for true. ice cream. So weirdly, I'm kind of like team McDonald's on that because it's surprisingly good. <laughs> McDonald's is our uh, little underdog. <laughs> yeah, for once. Like, I mean, they're you know, hugely profitable company. But. Uh, well, we did get a lot of cute uh, carry overalls action going on. And, uh, and then Samantha as well, when she's trying to charm the farmer. Watching her try to milk that cow in that outfit <laughs> and try and act like she wants a country house. I just, she tickles me to no end. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, and uh, so yeah, that's that episode. It was a pretty funny one. I, I liked it. 
uh, what, do, what would you give this one? I think going back to what you said, because I think it's totally true that this is such an iconic episode. I would give it an 8.5 or a nine because it's one that you don't forget. Yeah. And I think it, it even, there's so many important things that are happening with really relationship building stuff with Miranda and Steve and then all the antics in the country. So I would say like an 8.5 or a nine. I think that that's fair. Um, we also have big saying that he's in love uh, with, he's dating us, evidently a super famous actress. So I don't care. Talk about someone else being back on their BS. It's, you know, Big yeah. and Carrie, they just do the same stuff over and over and over again. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you figure his alimony payments must be a nightmare. He's been oh, married yeah. so many times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think that would be a clue to Carrie that maybe he's not the best person to have a relationship with well, exactly Rachel to keep in mind like you said several times but yet he didn't want to marry you and he didn't want to commit to you hmm, that's a head scratcher you know what I mean like yeah. I think it's even more upsetting or it would be for me I would almost be able to understand if someone never was married didn't want to go down that road never wanted to get married and you're like okay well maybe that's just how you feel and I can respect that because I felt that way for a long time but mm-hmm. the fact that big will marry other people is, right is just another red flag for Carrie yeah. yeah yeah and that he isn't faithful to basically all of them that should also be a big red flag mm-hmm. yeah big is full of red flags <laughs> yes yes All right. Well, very good. These were fun episodes. Let us know if you're listening, what you think of all three. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And Jax, where can people find you? At Jacqueline C. Tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Round Tomatoes. So check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast, the Homeworkies Pod, Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews five stars. Helps us out a lot. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store. And we had our patron activity this week that was so much fun with uh, writer Tracy and Dreen. Uh, so if you want to be a part of those activities, you should definitely check out the Patreon group. The link is in the description. So thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.